Hey guys, welcome back to DM's Test Kitchen and the prelude of our Halloween episode where we'll be playing Blades in the Dark. So this episode focuses on the setup of our characters and the world. We'll be covering some of the lore and who our characters are, as well as the more technical details of forming our squad. If that doesn't sound very appealing to you, you can go right ahead and skip to the next episode where we'll be jumping right into playing. That's really all I gotta say here, and I'll leave you to it. Welcome back to Dungeon Master's Test Kitchen! Someone else want to Welcome back to Dungeon Master's Test Kitchen. We all get a shot. <laughs> the Dungeon Master's Test Kit. Nope. Yeah, I see where you're at. Yeah. Master's Test Kitchen. Okay, well, we're doing this. Um, so, Kayla. Nathan. Tyler. Jeff. Amanda. Brian. All right, and yeah, so Brian is our guest today. Um, Hello. So, happy Halloween, everybody. Um, <laughs> even though right now we're recording this, it's September. <laughs> because but when you're start. listening to this, it's post Yeah. No, October it's going to be October 18th. Pre-Halloween. The stores Pre-Halloween. all have Halloween stuff, so yeah. I think that's what matters. We're getting right on. That's how you know what day it is. Well, they could be listening to this at any time, just after October This could Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, Valentine's. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Thanks for listening to our Halloween episode. Excellent. All right. So, yeah, today we're going to be playing Blades in the Dark with our special guest star, Brian. So, mm-hmm. Brian, why don't you tell us about yourself? Uh, hello. Thanks so much for having me here. Um, first off, I'm uh, I'm a little bit worse for wear and slow this morning because I was at a wedding last night and had a lot of fun, but uh, I'm still excited to uh, give Blades in the Dark um, the best uh, shot I can. Um, I, I live here in Vancouver. I'm moving to Spain very soon. I'm very excited for that. I uh, work as a freelance voiceover artist for a large variety of uh, clients and uh, otherwise am super pumped to run Blades. Awesome, awesome. And what can you tell us about Blades in the Dark? Maybe I'll tell you a bit about uh, why I chose it. Uh, we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier. Um, Blades, I've played a lot of different RPGs over the years. I've been fortunate enough to have an amazing group for the past 10 years. And don't get me wrong, there's many, many amazing games out there, but none um, enthralled me uh, nearly so much as Blades in the Dark because it is a game where you need to do very little uh, prep for, that's a plus, uh, but mostly it's just getting to the fun meat of things very quickly and very accessibly. There's a ton of depth to it while not making it uh, obtuse or hard to uh, to get through or flipping through books. Although I say that now, I'll probably be flipping through the book plenty because I know a fair bit about Blades, but I'm definitely not an expert at it. As probably the laziest one here, mm-hmm. I really appreciate you picking a, a low-maintenance, uh, low-prep uh, system for us. Uh, my pleasure. How long have you been playing Blades for? Well, it's a, I think it's a pretty new game. I've only found it maybe a year ago, I think, and run it in a variety. Yeah, it was about a year ago when I was using the uh, company printer to print off all kinds of PDFs and run after them before people could find them on the third floor. The good old days. Uh, the good old days, yes. <laughs> that was a good printer, too. Oh, it was an amazing printer. It was, I called it the Cadillac. It could, it could staple. <laughs> it could hole punch. Anyway, um, I love that thing. Full disclosure, we all used to work together with the exception of one of us. That was me, the bar witch. 
She got us um, drunk, and that's the more important job, really. There, there you go. Yes, uh, where was I? We are talking about... Uh, the printer you were printing on? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's what I wanted to go back How to. How long you were? Oh, yeah. Uh, Amanda, you asked a great question. Um, yeah, for about a year or so, and run a handful of uh, one-shots and a handful of short campaigns for it as well. For uh, the listener's benefit, too, we'll mostly be focusing today on kind of a one-shot format. There's, as you might imagine with a lot of games, uh, a lot of things that can develop over the course of a campaign. Uh, there's a lot of meat on those bones, but we'll just be kind of focusing on a single score or job that our, uh, our scoundrels do today. Uh, should right. we get started with uh, whipping up characters, getting into the world and all that? Yeah, yeah because we're, not, we're yeah. not playing our normal characters. We're going to be taking yes. a break from Dom and the rest of them. Mm. Yeah. This week. Dom and the rest of them? Um, if you've listened to our podcast. That's true. That's fine. I couldn't have. At the time of recording, yes. there aren't enough episodes for you to know what's going on. There you go. Thanks yeah. for uh, bailing out of that one. So, uh, in keeping with the Halloween theme, uh, this is also a, a very spooky game as well. Uh, we're going to be making characters. We're going to be getting into uh, the crew that these characters are a part of. But let's start first off with where the heck uh, we are. The world that we're in, the, the flavor and the, the tone of the entire adventure. So, I could uh, go on at length about, you know, the world and all that, but I couldn't ever do it as eloquently and succinctly as the author John Harper does. So I'm just going to read a quick two or three paragraphs from the beginning of uh, John Harper's Blades in the Dark. Blades in the Dark is a game about a group of daring scoundrels building a criminal enterprise on the haunted streets of an industrial fantasy city. There are heists, chases, escapes, dangerous bargains, bloody skirmishes, deceptions, betrayals, victories, and of course, deaths. Uh, we play to find out if your fledgling crew can thrive amidst the teeming threats of rival gangs, powerful noble families, Vengeful ghosts, the blue coats of the city watch, and the siren song of the scoundrels' own vices. That's a bit of the tone of it, and we play this game in the city of Doskval, or Duskwall to some. Duskwall is industrial in its development. Um, imagine a world that's like ours during the second industrial revolution of the 1870s. There's trains, steamboats, printing presses, simple electric technology, and the black smog of chimney uh, smoke absolutely everywhere. It's like a mashup of Venice, London, and Prague. Tons of row houses, twisting streets, very crowded, crisscrossed with hundreds of little waterways and bridges. But unlike Venice, London, and Prague, uh, the city is also very much a fantasy. This world, kind of apropos to the name, is in perpetual darkness as a result of a cataclysm when the sun blew up about a thousand years ago and uh, broke the gates of uh, death. The world is very much destroyed and Duskfall is protected by a perimeter of massive uh, lightning gates that keep out the ghosts and demons and devils outside. So there's electric, sort of electric rail that gets between the cities, but just sort of walking out of the city is impossible. You so can't like a go. Badlands kind of situation. Absolutely, yes. So and there are other cities, not just this one. Exactly, yes. Uh, and Duskfall, though, is one of the most important cities in the Imperium because it is the source of, how can I put this, the source that powers all of the electric things come from the blood of demons that reside in the ink black sea that Duskfall is on the coast of. So massive leviathan ships launch from the ports of Duskfall, go underwater, hunt down these leviathans, and bring back their blood to power the empire. So really you're in a haunted Victorian era city trapped inside a wall of lightning powered by demon blood. 
is Excellent. cool. <laughs> I like it. Bit. So that's where we are. Let's get to actually finding out who we are in this game. Uh, we've opted to create characters during the uh, podcast here because there's a lot of learning about the game that comes as a result of that. Blades in the Dark has sort of a class-based system. It looks like everybody's picked their classes. So maybe just before we get into it, let's go around and just introduce kind of the, the sort of person you are, and we'll come back to these quite a bit because I'll need to remember, uh, just maybe based on the title and little spiel besides the uh, title there. Okay, so I chose the class Whisper, and it's an arcane adept in Canwit. All right, so I've chosen the Leech uh, as a saboteur and a technician. I'm going to be the Spider, a devious mastermind. Fantastic. I will be the Lurk. A stealthy infiltrator and burglar. And I am the Cutter, a dangerous and intimidating fighter. Fantastic. The first thing uh, we're going to be doing on our character sheets is choosing your heritage. It's uh, These are the different races and backgrounds of Duskfall. Just starting kind of a quick overview. Akros or Akrosi are, uh, are sort of the majority people here. They're kind of a mishmash of cultures that have been together in close proximity for centuries, a little bit like uh, European culture. If you're kind of more of a wanderer, you might go with the uh, Dagger Isles, more vagrant or vagabond. The Aruvians are sort of known as foreigners in this area. It's a little bit closer to the uh, Persian, Egyptian, or Indian style. You could be Sevrosi, more of a, a wild person that uh, actually li somehow lives and has some experience with the Deathlands outside of the Lightning Gates. Skullvlanders are a uh, marginalized people that uh, just lost a war with the uh, local people here, so they're quite looked down upon. And there's many refugees from Skullvlan in Duskfall. And if you want to just be kind of a strange weirdo, you could be Tykerosi, who are strange uh, part demon people from the very unknown places to the north. Hope that sound like tieflings. Darn right, yes. Uh, circle whichever you like there. Then we will look at backgrounds. It's got a few backgrounds for you to uh, choose there. What were you doing before? you became part of this crew. You weren't always part of the crew. You're really just together because you survive and uh, succeed better together, you found. You don't necessarily like to or need to like each other, but you had some life before coming here. So maybe what would have that been? The uh, the heritage, Yeah. racially, they're all basically the same. There isn't like a like humans, elves, dwarves, orcs type thing in this world. That's correct, okay. yes, yes. They're all just different races of humans, basically. In in a way, yeah. It's just sort of a class thing. Yeah, it's it's going to influence kind of the what you're doing here in Duskfall in in some senses, and also how people treat you. Akrosi are going to be much more easily forgotten about than say a Tekrosi. And once you've, I, like I said, got the heritage, think about what your character's background is. What were you doing before you became a uh, a criminal deviant? Now, they say Underworld is one of the background options. I'm assuming that's not like the Underdark. It's like, just like the... Criminal. Just the criminal. That's, that's criminal. correct, yeah. 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 Street urchins, thugs, yeah. outcasts. I love where your head's at. Though. <laughs> hey, like, it's like a Victorian city in complete darkness. Why can't there be an underground, like, catacombs? I'm not saying there can't be. <laughs> yeah, spoilers, who knows, right? Exactly it. How could it be a spoiler if I don't know? Then we'll get into a bit of the mechanics, and we're going to go into the action dots on the right-hand side of your sheet there. What you're going to be doing is, these are the uh, skills that you use to accomplish things in the game. The rules reference that you have explains what different skills, like hunt, study, survey and all that do. So you've got a little bit of points in these things to start. 
But what I'd like you to do is put a dot in one skill or add on to it. Anything that you feel reflects your character's heritage, then one dot for something that reflects your character's background, and finally two dots anywhere you please. The max in any for any character to start with is two. So it doesn't matter, you know, how many points you've got left, you can only have two to start your character. But you're uh, basically writing four dots. Uh, one that reflects your background, one that reflects your heritage, and two as you like. And once that's done, I'll just give a brief overview of how those dots work in actually uh, rolling to make things happen. And of course, uh, let me know if you've got any questions. Just as folks are finishing up uh, throwing dots in their skills, a very brief overview of what these dots are doing for you. Anytime you want to do something that is of any challenge, you of course roll an ability check. So maybe you want to sneak by somebody. Well, okay, look and see what is your prowl rating. And however many dots you've got, you roll that many d6. So it's either one dot, I roll one d6, two dots, I roll two d6. If you've got zero dots, you roll two d6 and take the lowest value. Okay. Yeah, so you can actually, even if you've got no dots in there, you can still attempt anything. You just do it at disadvantage. Uh, exactly. And on top of that, you can always, of course, being vagabonds and scoundrels who have a little bit of luck on their side, push yourselves to do greater things. And we're going to touch on that in just a sec. So I have a question, please, just regarding one of the specifics in here. Yeah. You may shift partially into the ghost field. Yes. So Are I'm we... going to assume there's a ghost field. Uh, yes. <laughs> Have we started like, picking no. special abilities? No. Uh, no, we haven't. Wait, sorry. Jeff, what am I putting dots in? You're doing this. Oh. You're doing your base stats. <laughs> Jeff's not going to follow directions. <laughs> sorry. Those ones. It's all good. Uh, and even just going back to the uh, rolling for these abilities, when you roll those uh, D6s, one, two, however many it is, uh, you look at just the single highest number. If it's a six out of all your rolls, hey, that's a success, and generally there's no consequences to that most common score is a four or a five, of which it's still a success. You do the thing that you were trying to do, however, there's a consequence to it. Something goes wrong, it's, it, a complication occurs, for example. And finally, a roll, or if your highest number is one, two, or three, then it's just consequences, and you generally do not do the thing that you're trying to do. That being said, going back to the idea that, oh yeah, even if you've got uh, you know zero skill or, or two skill, there's a lot of teamwork in this. Of course, you rely on one another, and you're much stronger together than you are alone. It's part of the reason that you're even in this crew. Guide you to the uh, little teamwork section in the upper right of the uh, rules reference. People can always assist you. They take stress for that, which we'll talk about in just a sec. Maybe a character says, oh, you know, I cause a distraction while they sneak past the guard. Okay, well, you describe how you're, you know, going to assist and you take stress. And the other most common one is uh, to push yourself. You can also just take two stress to add an extra die to your roll. Uh, stress is a currency that will be uh, used very frequently during a job, of course. Things get stressful, things get hairy very quickly. And as you take more and more stress, if your meter sort of fills up, you take permanent trauma, some form of psychological damage in a lot of cases. Now, is stress equivalent to our HP? No. Stress is, is a little bit like HP, but realistically there are no numbers in this uh, game, really. When you take damage, I'm going to be assigning harm that you record on your character sheet. There's either level 0, 1, 2, or 3 harm. Maybe a, um, 
A concussion could be level zero or one. A punctured lung would be uh, level two. Electrocuted would be level three. Th those sorts of things. So there's a lot of similarities with this, with the, the first system we did. Yeah. In the okay. World. Yeah, you guys were saying. Does, does trauma provide resistance to stress the same way that it did in End of the World? Or? Mm, not so much, no. Okay. Um, trauma, once you uh, get it, it's more or less permanent. And if you get too much trauma, your character is just forced to retire because you can't function as a, <laughs> a person as part of the crew anymore. <laughs> right. But, You're not a person anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just you're, not an effective burglar. You're, you're yeah. basically too, broken. Too much PTSD. Yes, exactly. And that's even, it's more common, of course, for characters to just be killed. So in fact, I'll take that uh, segue to talk about the fact that while this is a one shot, and I don't know, of course, what will happen, uh, over the campaign of Blades in the Dark, there's a very high chance that you'll regularly have characters killed or jailed for instance and you'll roll new characters but what is constant is the crew that you're a part of uh, and we'll come back to crew creation in just a sec so it would be like i'm the lurk yeah and i get tossed in jail or killed or something and like the crew would be like oh we need another stealthy infiltrator and burglar probably roll so you, somebody you, yeah you can definitely find more people in duskfall that that help out with that so i'm gonna i'm gonna digress a little bit on uh everyone's comfortable with the four action dots kind of rolling for oh i want to do this thing i might roll one die and I'll, I'll, of course, give you suggestions as we're uh, first getting our feet wet with things, too. Continue on with creating these characters. Uh, choose a special ability from that sort of top, the gray... Just one, though, right? Yes, just not, one. Not the two that so you the two, that I, in two of the four that I thought that I was <laughs> yes. That you filled in with pen. Well... <laughs> <laughs> on a, like a character sheet. Like... So I'm just going to fill in all but one with pen? <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, the top ability is the suggested one. Kind of a, a very decent generic pick but feel free to have a read through and pick whatever sounds most fun and interesting to you that's far more important mm -hmm. so there is a thing that's referred to as special armor on your if you have special armor basically once you take damage uh stab shot etc mm -hmm. you can say actually before without taking harm i'm just going to cancel out my special armor it just absorbs a hit okay. really i have a question please ghost veil yes does that make shift partially into the ghost field yes What's the ghost field? That's a very excellent question. So as uh, as we said, uh, the city of Duskfall is absolutely haunted. When people die in Duskfall, if their bodies are not collected by the spirit wardens in time, uh, inevitably a ghost will rise from that uh, cadaver. And uh, ghosts are not... Everyone in Duskfall has had an occasional encounter with a ghost and it's always bad news. They're here for often ways stuck here. Unfinished business. Unfinished business, exactly. So back to your question, the ghost veil is sort of their realm and in fact by John Harper's uh, excellent design, the ghost veil is not very specific. It's very opaque and a little bit open to interpretation. It's not very specific on what it is but you can almost imagine sort of shifting into you're still in Duskfall but in another reality of Duskfall. Another plane. Uh, another, yes. plane or something, yeah. While, while yeah, still being, being, yeah, exactly, while still being present uh, in the city, absolutely. Right and uh, just to add on to that question, uh, shifting into the Ghost Veil, any interaction with that is always very dangerous for your mental facilities. That being said, uh, you are a lurk. Maybe you've got, excuse me, abilities that could uh, enhance that. So uh, everybody good with their special ability? The one that's got three, the veteran. That's, uh, what does it say for veteran? It's got three little white dots yep. instead of just one. And it says choose a special ability from another source. Uh, that is for when you play the game over a campaign, you get more and more special abilities. If you choose three, each time you choose veteran, you can get something from a different source. Like multi-classing, basically? Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. 
so you don't need to fill up veteran before you get a different one. You can I'd have to pass. check on that. It, it um, looks kind of like you'd have to save up three points. I think you're right, actually, that you'd have to bank three points yeah. and then pick from another class because otherwise it wouldn't make sense. You just put one point, mm-hmm. get whatever you, you can get, pass. whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, how does leveling work? Uh, leveling uh, works through your crew advancement. Mm-hmm. So more or less, as your crew gets, uh, or excuse me, or your um, gang or crew improves and does more things, that's going to allow you to unlock more abilities and, and powers. Cool. So you level your crew, not your characters. Yes. And the crew is the constant. So for example, as uh, we were saying earlier, if someone gets thrown in jail, you need to roll a new character. They come in at the crew's level, not like a level zero or level one character kind of thing. So like we level a slot versus a person. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Everybody's good with their special ability. You know, pens are a very important part of any character creation. <laughs> hey, it's irrefutable. Yeah. There we go. Um, you know, I like to, I like to be Locked into my decision. Awesome. Uh, We'll get to uh, one of my favorite parts of character creation, choosing one close friend and one close ally. Sort of below the special abilities section, uh, you've got little uh, upvote and downvote arrows uh, to decide. Upvote somebody who is a friend or ally, downvote somebody who is um, a rival, an enemy, something along those lines. Who that person is, why you might know them. Are blue coats like cops? Yes, but uh, there's several levels of authority in Duskfall, but blue coats are the one you deal with most often as they're uh, on the streets. What's a physiker? A, oh, physiker. Uh, a, a sort of an underground doctor. It's P H Y S I C K E R. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's not that yeah, any of the other words. It's not sigh anything. No, it is. <laughs> it's a physiker. Physiker. Cool. Wow. Um, everybody good with their uh, friends and rivals? Uh, I'm not good with my rivals. I, I hope I don't not. Like them at all. I'm I'm curious to hear more about them in just a sec. Then we'll actually jump back to the uh, the top left area of your sheet and choose a vice. Yeah. This is, of course, how you uh, relieve stress, how you indulge yourself. One of your weaknesses. I I don't even know if weakness is the right word for it, but it is definitely the thing that you do to get rid of stress. Actually, between jobs. So. I would like to bring attention. There's one at the very end that just says weird. Yep. If you're... Uh, I'll if you... tentacles, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really up to you how you interpret it. It's very open. This is your... These are your characters. Make them as fun and interesting as possible. Um, weird by the book refers to experimenting with strange essences, consorting with rogue spirits, observing bizarre rituals or taboos. Really... What your imagination is the limit, I think, on that one. That's definitely where I went with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Consorting with rogue spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right above your vice there, maybe just get go for a little bit of specifics. Like, we've got the archetype. What is it exactly that you're indulging in? You know, stupor, for instance, has a lot of different things or substances getting into fights. Maybe getting beaten to a pulp is your indulgence. First rule about Fight Club. I wants to talk about that? And in fact, once you've kind of fleshed out your vice a little bit, go ahead and flesh out uh, your background a little bit as well. Maybe just uh, two or three or four words about what this background is referring to. Maybe you're, uh, you know, for instance, an exiled noble. Maybe you just grew up on the streets of Duskfall, an orphan. Just a few little additional details. You seem not okay. No, no he's, he's I'm, really I'm fucked up his character. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. 
Like, why um, are you even sharpening the pencil? <laughs> like, at this point, you should just, like, consign like yourself. Stab himself with it. Yeah, it was really just, what do I do with the pencil shaping? I mean, you should have thought about that before you started shaving the pencil. Yeah. I was. Once we've got a few details fleshed out, also feel free to throw in your character's name, your character's alias, and any little uh, couple words about uh, the, the kind of look or style that your character appears by. I'm just not good with names. <laughs> I just need, like, an NPC list. Yeah. Funny you generator. Just, uh, actually, yeah. Uh, you can just keep oh, opening that page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hook me up with them names. I got you, man. And yes, if you're feeling any creative blocks, there are uh, suggestions of names, looks, aliases, etc. Nathan, did you just look on the bottle of aspirin for some name suggestions? Yes. <laughs> it was ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely into it. Mesothorpine. <laughs> 50 cc's of daggers. Coming at you. You're far too pleased with yourself. No, I'm pleased with how this actually turned out. Yeah, excellent. Not, not myself. Yeah, the best I could come up with was liquid gel. So I'm going to go to the book. No. Can you please be liquid gel? <laughs> that could be your alias. My alias. Yeah. I mean, I am a stealthy infiltrator and burglar. Just, just true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you do that secret world of Alex Mack thing. Maybe just <sighs> melt down into a puddle. No, I was probably 47 by the time that came out. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, old. <laughs> well, the listeners at home, I'm not actually that old, but it's, it's pretty old. We were all actually born in the same day. Well, almost. Uh, almost. No. Yeah, there's me. Yeah. I was a babe. A 90s kid. Yeah. So, assuming these like cold cons obsessed paranoid, that's traumas? Yes. Okay. So, you take a trauma and you choose one of those, or the uh, game, sure yeah. the the game master? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really, what makes sense based on how you got so stressed. So I can just imagine it's just like, you get so scared, you just are now constantly cold. How are we feeling for names, looks? How do they, do they have a recommendation on how you would think about your alias? In the, Not necessarily. Okay. I, I would say go with whatever is uh, fun and interesting to you. Okay. And that'll be my general rule one for the entire session. Liquid gel it is. I love it, <laughs> frankly. Fast acting. <laughs> I actually did read all of the names and family names. And then ended up picking the first name from each list. Of course. Because those are the ones that seem to like fit the best. No. And I see you're working in pencil now. Well, for, for these lesson. ones, yes. But for just like. His name filling, might change. His name might change. I might spell it wrong. But for filling in a dot. Yeah, you didn't do too, too hot with that. <laughs> I did. Oh, like, are you like conditioned from like years of like examination? You didn't. You're or cheating. Something? You're not allowed to have more than two. Four. No. Two. No. <laughs> yeah. Two's the limit. Yeah, two's you can't, the have, can't have a skill for Two's the limit. <laughs> You're gonna follow the rules. <laughs> well, see, it wasn't a, it wasn't an issue when I was filling in these because there was never. Yeah, going why to be would more I need than more two. than two? <laughs> but, yeah. I think with that, everyone's got a bit of a, a look. What I'd like to hear is some introduction. Uh, so what I'd like to hear from everybody is, uh, of course, uh, your name, your class, a bit about your background, how you came to to join this crew, what you're good at, your vices, and definitely your friends and rivals. Anyone, anybody want to uh, start? Sure. Start the roll. Kayla, go for it. All right. So Asher Morikov, she is a Cerberosi. And she used to be in law. She lived mm. on the edge of the city. And what she did was she helped kind of patrol those more dangerous ghetto mm-hmm. areas. And it kind of was a heritage thing for her. Her father did it. Her mother did it. Mm-hmm. So on. In the family. Nice. She, her skin is as dark as midnight. And she's heterochromia. So one eye is pale blue. The other is very dark. She would wander around with her crew out there taking care of these edge cases. And um, one of her close contacts was Flint. He was a spirit trafficker. 
as her vice is weird and she's always really interested in anything that's kind of odd and mystical and is constantly looking for answers. Mm -hmm. So during one of her shifts, they got into a horrible conflict with Skurlock, a vampire, which left her entire left arm horribly burnt and that is caught and her crew just completely abandoned her, which is why she left her job. And now, yeah, and so she's moved into the city to kind of get with a game to kind of pursue more of her own personal interests of finding more weird and unique things. Right, so you've, you've broken bad a little bit and uh, left the life of law behind. Yes. yes, and her alias is Moros. Moros, fantastic. And a little bit about uh, reintroducing uh, what you're particularly good at or the kind of... So, so as I was first, she's an arcane adept in Chandler, mm. and I went into the ability Occultist, mm -hmm. which allows her to consort with ancient powers, forgotten gods, and demons. Fantastic. And let's uh, move forward. All right. Uh, so my character's name is Dreaden. He goes by the Tinkerer. He's a... Techeros. He kind of looks like an old, what you have imagined an old, older demon would look like. He's got long white hair, he's got white eyes, he's got blue skin. Uh, he is well-schooled, uh, so he's an academic. Uh, he understands, he, he's intelligent, but again, his, he also has the, the weird vice. And he's really interested in you know, alchemy, just playing around with basically whatever the, the world has to offer. So he's, he enjoys communing with uh, with ghosts of the past mm. to figure out, you know, what is the best way to maybe, you know, blow this up and get away with it mm -hmm. or figure out some new concoction. Excellent. His, one of his clever friends is, uh, Stasia, an apothecary. Mm -hmm. So someone to, that he's well connected with to be able to get, uh, supplies. Supplies, yes. Awesome. But he has had a run in with, uh, Melista, a mm -hmm. priestess who isn't too keen on the fact that he likes to commune with ghosts and the undead and so on frequently mm. to get his jobs done. Interesting. Fantastic. And what was the alias name? The Tinkerer. The Tinkerer. Fantastic. And I'm just going to have everybody write their alias uh, upside down so I can uh, see it as easy as possible. And uh, Tyler, why don't you take us away? My character is Yarl Castill, and he is a school one. So he basically escaped from his homeland, trying to get away out of, uh, I'm going to go with a war, what he was trying to escape from. Mm -hmm. He ended his way up here in the wonderful city. And during his time here, he took up working for the Bluecoats. He was working as part of their uh, archivists, and he was sort of learning and studying once there. And part of his sort of vices sort of started getting the better of him. He's sort of obsessed with sort of the luxury, the finer things in life, jewelry mm -hmm. and the such. Such as, you know, that on his spare time, he likes to just basically deck himself out and jewelry and get blinged up and look in the mirror fantastic <laughs> <laughs> he, he's kind of you know if he could scrooge mcduck the gold pile he would scrooge mcduck the gold pile <laughs> could you imagine how much doing that would hurt well, you know that's the, that's yeah. a, he, he doesn't have thought that part yeah, be a spinal every time so <laughs> as that sort of you know desired sort of overtook him mm -hmm. he turned traitor against uh blue coast and that's mm. how he made his first enemy jaren mm. who is his sort of a companion and archivist but the thing is his vessel ability the ghost contract and if, essentially if he makes a deal with someone or shakes someone's hand on a deal they are cursed if they break the deal they will be cursed and i guess take harm fantastic so he's actually shook in hand with jaren saying not to tell anybody that's why jaren hates him so much He's pasty white, he's bald-headed, and he's always sort of wearing a hood. And his friend that he gathered over the time was a chemist who, named Ribbon, who promised that she's going to find a way out to turn anything to gold. Mm. Uh, the Philosopher's Stone. Fantastic. Uh, you guys have a lot of fantastic ideas uh, coming right off the gate. And uh, the alias again? He's 
Traitor. Uh, tra- traitor is the alias? Yes. All right. Like Trey with a T. Like, yeah, no, they, he's, a, he's a traitor. All right. <laughs> it doesn't work very well. He, he's, he's just like, he's just like, I've accepted it. Like, he just this, owns this it. is my yeah. now. Nice. All right, Traitor. Gold the, chain. Uh, Taking it back. Yeah. Gold chain that says Traitor on it. Traitor so, the spider. Fantastic. Let's move on. So I am Adric. Ankayat, which sounded the most Egyptian out of the list. Cool. I am, uh, oh, my nickname, uh, my alias is Needle, which is what everyone knows me as. Mm-hmm. I'm an Eruvian mm-hmm. of noble descent. Mm-hmm. The reason that everyone knows me as Needle and not my other name is because I'm from, a, I'm the last surviving member of a, a noble family mm. that was overthrown. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of smuggled out, kind of like the, uh, the Tsarina out of revolutionary-era Russia. The only person who knows my real identity is sort of an older, streetwise blue coat named Darmot, mm-hmm. um, who was part of just kind of taking me in and stuff. But I was raised uh, kind of on the streets, in and out of orphanages, managed to kind of thread my way in and out of uh, alleys, and Fantastic. hence the nickname Needle. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is just what everyone calls me. But my vice is luxury mm-hmm. uh, in a very different way from the spiders uh, <laughs> in that my, my look is very unassuming, like just trying to blend in. I don't know how many Aruvians are in the city. Uh, fewer, but it's not but it's super, not super uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I blend a little, mm-hmm. uh, but I like to you know kind of keep you know sort of like either a hood up. I'm thinking kind of like Mr. Robot. You know, just kind of like eyes down, like mm-hmm. hood up, just, you know, really not making eye contact with a whole lot of people. But if you looked really closely, you would see that because I was grew up in a noble family, I still have have a taste for the finer things. So mm-hmm. like a couple of like really, really nice rings or like bracelets, jewelry, that kind of thing. But they're generally covered, but they're they're there. So. Like caviar in your pocket, or you just happen to see That's it? That's right. <laughs> mm, that would be gross balls. in the pocket. <laughs> yeah. Just some pocket caviar. And, uh, a jar. and Needle, you are a lurk, yes? I am a lurk. I am a stealthy infiltrator and burglar. I um, accidentally started taking several special abilities. Um, <laughs> accidentally. Uh, which, but to be fair, they, they I had a backstory that they were associated with my heritage and background. I just, I, I did that the wrong part. Of the character, unforgivable. But so I ended up going with the uh, the top one, the def- or the, the suggested one, which is infiltrator, because every good crew needs an infiltrator, and it's literally in the description. A stealthy infiltrator, in mm-hmm. so that uh, you're not affected by quality or tier when you bypass security measures. I don't really know what that means, mm-hmm. but I can make a guess, and it sounds yeah. It's uh, it refers to uh, any time we do a check on one of our abilities, say to prowl or sneak into a place. Part of my job is to assign a quality and tier. And I I won't always do this. There's kind of a default um, sort of mid-range rating to it. But for instance, you know, I would say, oh, you want to break into Fort Knox? All right, that's going to be significantly harder than breaking into somebody's locked closet. So that's where quality and tier come in, and they they have a, a result on how effective your attempt is. So for people familiar with Dungeons & Dragons, this would be akin to like a DC level yes like yeah that's 10, a very DC 15 yeah kind of very good way to put it where Great. yeah even if um you know you roll hey you've got a six that's a success that doesn't mean you can just you know murder the the lord of Whitechapel in his boots without any trouble okay excellent that's a good uh, segue oh and also petra the city clerk is my uh, nemesis Ooh. i guess how come? Um, I think Petra's a bit of a busybody and just has always had a thing for me. Um, I think <laughs> Unrequited maybe, love? Well, no, I'm, I'm thinking maybe like it goes back to when I was an orphan and I kept showing up on 
on papers and she just has a, a thing for the sort of riffraff of the mm. city and uh she's the kind of girl that, like writes the guys in person no no like are you like the lost cause that she's trying to save well, maybe i mean that's up to her but uh <laughs> no, as far as i'm as concerned for you might be the right term rather than a thing for like, is it a positive thing for you or no no negative thing? No. okay like, she doesn't like, have the hots for you no, it has no. it for me like, yeah, like she wants same thing she wants to go to her city she yeah she doesn't she doesn't like the riffraff and i've i've shown up on her radar enough that she's aware of me and is trying to make my life difficult. You, life of, you, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, you are a thorn in her side. I am a thorn like. in her. A needle, almost. Oh. Ha ha ha. It begins. Last but not least. least. Uh, I'll be playing Meyer Bowman, also known as Bruiser. She has a calm appearance to her long dark hair. She wears just navy coveralls and steel-toed boots. Uh, she is... Akerosian, and she comes from military background. She was dishonorably discharged. She took the the hit for her best friend Mercy, who is a mm. cold killer still in the military. He saved her life, but not not really in a way that the military was okay with. And she she took the blame for that one. She took and the was heat let and go. Got it. So she's been working with a few underworld crews since then her nemesis it says here chael but i've changed it to chad uh, <laughs> he's a vicious thug from her last crew and nothing particular happened he's just one of those personalities that rubbed her the wrong way and she just can't stand the guy so she left that crew and joined this one talk more about how he rubbed you the wrong, the wrong way, way. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds not like a, a real good chat. rub Real bad touch. I, I picked luxury for her, but maybe it's more pleasure. Um, mm -hmm. It's less about sort of the blingy good things right. in life, but more just uh, she likes to knit comfort items and she'll do anything for a hot shower. Her special comfort, ability. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her special ability as a cutter, the dangerous and intimidating fighter. She's uh, classed into ghost fighter. You may imbue your hands, melee weapons, or tools with spirit energy. You gain potency in combat versus the supernatural. You may grapple with spirits to restrain and capture them. You're a ghostbuster. I'm a ghostbuster. Bruiser. Uh, ghost bruiser. Ghost bruiser. There ghost you go. Bruiser. Yeah. And uh, fantastic. Thank you for, uh, on you know, in very short order, coming up with uh, very diverse and uh, interesting characters that we can have a lot of fun with. And uh, just to review what we've covered, we've got uh, Morose the Whisperer. We've got uh, the Tinkerer, who is a leech. We've got Traitor the Spider. We've got Needle the lurk we've got bruiser the cutter it's all very uh, uh needle very, the lurk yeah <laughs> all very uh, well tied together beware uh, the lurking needle Needle lurking in the haystack so i know we're eager to get going um, i certainly am we've figured out kind of where we are in the world that we're in we figured out who we are in this world the last missing piece and one of the most important things that will dictate how this session goes is for you to collectively choose what kind of crew are you are you assassins are you bravos, uh, which are thugs and, and bruisers, uh, quite literally? Are you a cult that worships some weird god and does jobs that way? So there'll be a little bit of uh, paper shuffling, but uh, I'll pass these around. You guys can have a look and choose. You know where you are and who you are. What kind of crew are you? This will dictate the kind of jobs that you do most often. Okay, what we get contracted out for. Exactly. Hawkers are vice dealers, mm -hmm. shadows are thieves, spies, and saboteurs. Smugglers 
suppliers of illicit goods. So really the idea is yes. to collectively agree on knowing now where you are and who you are, what would be the most fun sort of gang or crew to be? As always, rule one for me is go with what is most fun and interesting. No, we're not here to have I fun. I feel like cult would be good for a long-term yeah. game because there's like lots of cool building stuff. Building your cult. I, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that would be a lot of fun for a long-term thing, but yeah. But I think there was a couple coming along here that, yeah, like hawkers or smugglers. Smugglers that are yeah. smugglers. Yeah, smugglers or bravos. Smugglers and assassins could be fun, but don't think any lesser assassin type. I, I, I could be a little bit, but I mean, like my, I like the idea of smuggling and hawker because it plays into the luxury thing, which I think three out of the five of us mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. We're, we're in a weird over here, so, like, uh, you know, I imagine you to come across weird stuff with a smuggler, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think smugglers it is, then? Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds good. All right. That's I'll take all the uh, non-smuggler <laughs> sheets, and I will just light these on fire since we won't use them. <laughs> Please not. It's already, it's it's already hot enough in here. I don't think we need a fire. <laughs> is it hot in here, or is it just us? Six people My, in a row. Mind over matter, right? All right, Tyler, you've got the crew sheet. Now, Kayla, you've got the crew sheet. Look how that happens. Uh, so we'll go through a quick crew creation, and this is kind of a collective assignment. And uh, first of all, now that we know that you're smugglers of some kind, people who are transporting contraband, clandestine deliveries, territory control, we're going to be choosing an initial reputation and uh, layer that you have, which is reputation uh, right up here. So this is what are you known for as a crew? What is your sort of uh, mod- modus operandi, for instance? Are you uh, highly professional? Are you known for being just really brutal or uh, just being strange and kind of weird, honorable, ambitious? I would love to be like, we don't know how they do it, but somehow it always works out. <laughs> uh, lucky. Uh, lucky. <laughs> Streetwise. Like, pe- people like hire us. They're like, we don't really know what they do, but it just kind of works. Just do it. <laughs> I, I built a career on that. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I like that idea. The kind of the kind of crew that like effective. If, if you've got a oh, thing and you don't quite know where to go for it. We'd get it like done. fixers or something. Weird wranglers. Or smugglers. Weird jockeys. Weird jockeys. Maybe the, the reputation, and you can even just write that out too. Maybe there's not a single word for it. Maybe your reputation is gets it done by any means necessary. You just be get her done. Uh, get, gets it done. <laughs> get yeah. her done. Absolutely. Oh, God. Love it. And I'd oh, also yeah. like to know <laughs> for this. Uh, for you, this missed it. It. you missed You missed the tip. For this. Cr- <laughs> so for what people, I was talking about earlier for people who weren't paying attention or if you can't see what we can see or are at the table and couldn't see what Kayla's wallpaper on her that's computer that's not this is not mine oh, not sorry. Nathan's, Nathan's, sorry, wallpaper. Nathan's wallpaper that was on the her our computer that's right nearby us just had a pair of tits that came up they, like, I, I say that like there would have been mine and my wallpaper so. like photo it, it was art it's all art yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I mean is that really considered art though so now that we know that you are smugglers that just kind of get her done by any means necessary in Duskfall, uh, what kind of layer do you have? What is your what is your space the that hand. you operate out of? Uh, yeah, I feel like again based on the the luxury it's got side, several walk-in closets. That, yeah, that that a couple of like there's going to be some kind of nice or unique or rare things that what maybe if- we like kept. You know, we were smuggling in something, and we're like, oh, we should pilfer one of those. For so the... what happened to your family? So, and I don't know if you guys would necessarily know this. I don't know if my character would share that uh, with anyone. But the the ruling family in the, the, the city that I was in was overthrown. Yeah. 
and it, the whole family was killed, but I was young and I was kind of like smuggled out at the last minute. So they would think that I'm dead. Um, so what so if I'm, this is like a Trump Tower situation and you had hotels in every area and now they've all been abandoned? So they were like luxury hotels. Okay. So we Which could be, Trump Towers would be abandoned. We could be holding, holding up in your family's like abandoned hotel. Like we don't know sure. it's your family. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a, they're old. Penthouse in the city, kind of, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I dig it. I like it. Uh, absolutely, and I like that it ties into the uh, backstory. That's a great idea. Does it happen to have your name slapped across it, or are they called something a little more discreet? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's, it's more like, a, like a, a very upscale townhouse and less a like an abandoned hotel per se okay. just the, to keep the, it a little bit more low key. I'm going to say just the fortunate estate. We are like the lucky crew, the fortunate. Sure. As a crew name, you mean? Or, or, or the, the, no, just, the just happens the, to be the name, the name of, of our hideout. Ah, I see. States. The Fortunate Estates. Awesome. Which is like in huge disrespect and looks, and everyone jokes yeah. now that it's the misfortunate estates. <laughs> yeah. And like people think it's haunted because they hear things and noises and stuff. And Weird and people. Like, Let's be real. It is haunted. Absolutely. <laughs> but <laughs> you, you maybe know of an area that is more safe than, uh, than Is there most. like some good ghost of like one of my ancestors that could show up periodically? No, a really a loyal, a really loyal bellhop. Yeah. Yes. Like the guy from the Budapest Hotel. Uh, serving it even in death as a ghost. Fantastic. So we know that uh, you guys operate a smuggling ring out of an abandoned hotel that Needles' family. Uh, or is it? Did we decide on that? Is it Needles? Yeah, it would have been my. Yeah, it would have been my family's. Right. You know, so, or, so maybe, or some tie to the family. Maybe you kind of brought people into this place and you operate out of this, but nobody really knows necessarily. Um, exactly the direction. Yeah. 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 Cool. They, um, I mean, they they would be able to tell from if they knew the name of the family, which mm-hmm. would be famous enough, probably, and based on the fact that I look Eruvian, that there was some kind of connection. Uh, so you'll operate out of the fortunate uh, estate, uh, this this derelict, and what's that word for when a building is uh, condemned? Condemned. condemned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the word. I guess that is what I was trying to think of, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, you operate out of a condemned, abandoned uh, hotel that uh, you... It's more like a bed and breakfast, like, townhouse situation, but yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, not a towering... No, no, yeah. a tower. But I guess a hotel and probably the setting would be pretty small anyway. Yes, and that's that's exactly right, that it, uh, there are not really high-rises in this place, of mm-hmm. course. And, of course, you know your way kind of in and out of this place uh, without going into any of the spooky um, haunted rooms. Uh, what's the room from The Shining that the boy's not allowed to go oh, into? Oh, 237 yeah. or something. And that's probably it, too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that we all just have our own rooms. It's just, like, the different flavors yeah, of our vices. Yeah, there's, like, wings of the townhouse we just don't yeah. go in. Well, and to be clear, too, that's a good question, actually, Tyler. Do you guys actually all live at this hotel, or is it just your common uh, meeting space? I'm picturing something that looks a little bit like Doctor Strange's. Yeah. Kind of, you know, like that sort of older... Okay. New York style kind of like house like townhouse in, in with really weird no, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing that like it's set up like a safe house and we each have a room there but we weren't expecting to bunk there all the time we just yeah. sort of have ended up living there yeah. so it's, it is a primary location we might skip out a rent yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just happened to be fortunate that I was there. We're really yeah. bad luck in our personal lives, but we're good luck to the job. I envision my character just kind of having his own space to like to legitimately just tinker with things and just wanting to be separate. Excellent. Because, well, if I'm blowing things up, I don't want to blow up my crew. 
But if I accidentally blow myself up in here, at least they're not dead. Right. You've got um, a separate space. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it would be so big enough for that. Yeah. Mor- Moros lives in the attic. And we've uh, left it looking condemned, but it's really nice inside. <laughs> we, we, we like black out windowed the inside yeah. of the windows yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So we've got a very good flavor, uh, an excellent one actually, of the lair and the, your, your main space that you operate out of. Uh, more mechanically, uh, for your crew, we'd want to choose, uh, similar to your characters, a special ability. Again, the top one being a suggested good starting point, but again, really go with whatever sounds fun. So, Kayla, anything popping out? All right, so I'm just going to kind of read them off. So, like part of the family, create one of your vehicles as as a cohort. Use the vehicle edges, flaws below. Its quality is equal to your tier one. So, like, our our vehicle is pretty much a character then. Yes, exactly. Ghost car. So ghost passage from harsh experience or occult ritual, all crew members become immune to possession by spirits, but may choose to carry a second ghost as a passenger within their body. So reavers, when you go into conflict aboard a vehicle, you gain plus one effect for your vehicle damage and speed. Your vehicle gains armor. Renegades, each player character may add plus one action rating to finesse, prowl, or skirmish up to a max of three. Lore-based question. Yeah, please. What kind of vehicles are we expected to encounter? The horse and carriage. Horse and carriage. Long car. The, oh, I thought you were talking about just penguins in general. Penguins, um, yes. You ride penguins to the to the score. No, as far as I know, there's no penguins in this uh, world, but... Um, I'm gone. A no, table flip. No, <laughs> not with no, that no. attitude. Yeah. Uh, many uh, uh, boats are probably one of the most common mm-hmm. ones. These streets are often very crowded. Don't get me wrong, the canals and waterways are too. But yeah, uh, carts, wagons, you know, some, some old... Very more rarely by the wealthy, they have, you know, uh, horseless carriages, you know, powered by some kind of theme, steam, electrical, or ghost engine. Sure, absolutely, a ghost wagon. Ghost power. But those would be much more rare. So you're thinking of more similarly boats or carriages, that kind of thing. So, in fact, going back to those abilities, any ones uh, pop out at you in particular? So, yeah, we've got the character vehicle, the ghost passage, so protects us from ghost possession and can carry a second ghost with us. Reavers, when we're in conflict on a vehicle, we gain plus effect because we need the vehicle. Or um, Renegades, which gives us bonuses to finesse prowl or skirmish. Mm-hmm. So as smugglers, I don't think we should be like getting into skirmishes too much. We should be trying to avoid it. And but, oh, you'll get into skirmishes. Prowl finesse <laughs> would be helpful, so <laughs> I think the last Yeah, one. absolutely. The, the last one is like a great stat one, but like also if like transporting stuff, a vehicle could be handy. We have a, getaway a, a living getaway car. Flavor-wise, Mm-hmm. I love the idea of like a talking vehicle. <laughs> Who plays the talking vehicle? Or DM, of course. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's just like Nighthawk. Hey, if we do this, it better yeah. be a voice. If he doesn't sound like David Hasselhoff, I'll be sad. <laughs> All right, done. Okay. We have a vehicle. Ghost car. You can uh, r- uh, robotize my uh, voice and post, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You can so, do that. A, g- a ghost car accent? <laughs> I'm not familiar. Have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> We're open to whatever we, you really ex- yes. Really explore the. All right, so we've (laughs) We've got our special ability laid out. What is our vehicle, though? Yes. Generally, either a boat or carriage is what you're starting with. So all I can still imagine is the car from, uh, what do you call it, Extraordinary Gentleman. That movie from like yeah oh yeah yeah. There's no cars. I was thinking Knight Rider. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so like not a car. Um, So like a stretch wagon. That's a, a fancy stretch wagon powered by a ghost. That sounds amazing. That sounds yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. Um, Do we have a name for it? I was just going to say, you beat me to it. What is the name of your uh, ghost wagon? Maurice. I'm Maurice. <laughs> I might get a little too busy. Yeah. Carl. Would you like to go today? Carl. <laughs> get out. Uh, I'm into Carl. Actually, I've got a lot of history with that name. 
Okay, do we have a name of Carl? A car named Carl. <laughs> I love it. Carl! Oh, let's go! Car. Yep, Carl! Is it a wagon Carl, name? that kills people. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And what is Carl's, uh, because uh, your vehicle is a ghost wagon uh, powered by Carl, what is Carl's attitude toward you? Is he benevolent and wants to help you out? Is he indignant and you're, you're forcing... I, I think somewhere in between. Like, I don't think he loves Being on us and he's not 100% helpful all the time. We found him at the estate, I think. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good one. Oh, this is the ghost of the butler. Oh, yeah. he, yeah. He's a ghost of the car. Yes. <laughs> We just call him a race car. <laughs> Let's uh, call it there, guys. I think we're, 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 we're not going to top that. So <laughs> This is the peak of the ca- cast. It's yeah. all downhill. Um, and in terms of finishing off the creation of uh, your fledgling crew, we've got our, our very important vehicle this side of the pond. Let's look at uh, favorite contacts that are listed down here. On the left-hand side, let's go with one contact that is that you're friendly with. Okay, so there's a dock worker, a drug dealer, an arms dealer, a spirit trafficker, an anarchist, and a tavern owner. A dock worker. Spirit trafficker being ghosts, not alcohol? Both. Why not both? Why not both? Alcoholic spirits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dock worker would probably make sense if we're smugglers. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm trying to figure out how a spirit trafficker would work. Would they, like, take bottles. the technology from... It's like Pokemon. They just create the souls. Yeah. Just put them in like, well, here is a 19th century silver spoon inhabited by the ghosts. Yeah, but like, would it be they're taking the technology that they use to keep the spirits out and like condensing it and being like, okay, you're in here now. This is a jar with electricity around and you can't get out or mm-hmm. in. And I think, that was just going through my head. I, I think they would they would smuggle them in <laughs> shoes. It's like a 13 ghost situation. Oh yeah. god, that oh, movie. God, no. You ever had a shoe without a soul? Everyone okay. at the table's really upset. Well, okay, so uh, we're still going to the dock worker, dock worker right? right? Yeah, dock okay. worker it is. So, yeah. Alin, Alin the dock worker. Fantastic. Okay. And so she's going to be one of your main points of contacts for uh, for jobs, of course. So she's, she's our agent. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Uh, one of your main sources of work. I think that's just about as far as we want to go. Let's get a couple upgrades for the crew. There's a section of upgrades available that you know uh, help your crew and give you different abilities. Upgrades, I'm thinking just one of these crew upgrades. Okay. So I'm okay with Carl the racist ghost wagon that is also invisible. How many were we allowed to pick? One. Uh, yeah, I think actually we'll just go for one to start. One. Yeah. I think I said two. Yeah, so let's, yeah. Um, what was the other one that I thought was interesting? Smuggler's the rigging. Smuggler's rigging, yeah. So hide two items perfectly concealed, or do we want Carl to be invisible when he's at rest? I mean, let's go all the way with the ghost car. So, like, people will be walking down the street and there's just this, like, racist muttering in the corner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clunk. Uh, or actually, I'm thinking for a uh, voice, I'm really trying to recall Carl from The Simpsons, who becomes uh, Homer's mentor. Uh, this this terrible racist freak from the north <laughs> speaks very deliberately and seems to know more about the world than you. That being said, I think we're just about uh, ready. Do we have a name for the crew yet? No, we haven't picked a name yet. I think that's all we want to do uh, to finish things off. We won't worry about the uh, layer or map. Alright, so what's our crew name, guys? We have all these ideas for everything else. <laughs> names are hard. Names. names are tough, yeah. So, like, we're Needle, Trader, Bruiser, The Tinker, and Morose. The, the, the Hateful Fate. <laughs> the Hateful Fate. <laughs> the Fateful Eight. There used to be more of us. <laughs> um, one of my uh, gaming crews has a policy of often generating a name from a color and a body part. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's mind went right there. Green dicks it is. <laughs> <laughs>
You get a pillowcase. I didn't say it was a good idea. I just said it was not um, good. Yeah, well, we're, I think, something to do with hand. We're smugglers. Ghost hand? Ghost car hand? Um, <laughs> smugglers lock? Mm. I don't want to directly advertise <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, smugglers. What, what would we put on our business cards? <laughs> yeah. But you wouldn't know. Fancy. Our business you, cards. Yeah, you wouldn't know what we, we are. Right Import, now. export. Import, export. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good question. We, could be, we call ourselves the right hand. I would not want that in my slogan. Right hand right. job? <laughs> <laughs> Please, we call them scores. A hand score. A hand score. <laughs> so, like, the other thing is, like, the, the dock worker. She's the one who's trying to get the jobs for us. Yep. She's like, you know, I have a, a group of people. I'll get it for us. Like, how did she say, like, who we are to that person? Exactly. I mean, and you've got a reputation. People know a bit about yeah. the right hand jobs. <laughs> no. Catching I mean, on, guys. So, like, you're, say you're shipping stuff to the city. And you don't have like someone to pick it up at the docks for you. And DHL. Yeah, so like <laughs> we're kind of a delivery service. Like we have a delivery service, is what I'm thinking. It's right. like, and like Owen can like be like, oh yeah, no, I've got this great crew. Right, Go something that sounds legitimate it. but has a. You can call and yourselves it's, legitimate it's carrier business. Our... Yeah. <laughs> and it's not our fault that your stuff isn't at the post office. <laughs> wait, 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 do we just have like plausible deniability? Like, hey, they said they were legitimate. Yeah. I do kind of like legitimate carrier business. Legitimate, yeah, legitimate carrier business. Okay, yeah. Legitimate right. carrier business incorporated. Yeah. So, like, the, our, our, our dock handler is just like, hey, I got these legit guys that just, like, be able to give you a hand. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a legitimate carrier business for you. Which well, is love, also like, well, who did it? Like, I don't know. They I love how much time we're putting into the world building. Of this. Yeah, it's excellent. And, and like I said, part of why I love this is so much does come from you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who kind of... When I set the stage, you jump off. So now that we know that all these different characters, Moros, Trader, Needle, Bruiser, and the Tinkerer, uh, work as part of Legitimate Courier Business Incorporated, um, operating largely out of their ghost wagon uh, named Carl. Carl the racist ghost wagon. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, state. Let's finally come to the, the meat of the game, uh, which is uh, the job, or otherwise known as the score. So, as promised, uh, with a very low prep game, I don't know what your score is, but we've already kind of got an idea, I think, of what that's going to be looking like. We know it'll most likely be smuggling goods from uh, one point of the city to another. Uh, We already know that, uh, is it Ellen, the uh, dock worker, is your primary point of contact for that. And we already know, uh, going back to I like your vices that deal with a lot of luxury, what is something that Ellen, what, what is a job that you've done for Ellen already, for example? What's what, what's maybe the most common thing that you've smuggled? Soap. Soap. <laughs> yeah. The unwashed masses. The the unwashed, uh, uh, or... It is a luxury item. I, w- I would think, so, there are these cities that are connected by this sort of electric by rail. By rail, kind of yes. But, but transport between them, like transporting cargo, is probably not easy or cheap. No. And I don't know what the, like, dock taxation kind of thing is. Mm-hmm. So I would think maybe, like, exotic goods that would be either rare or highly taxed or something like that might be a... Uh... And maybe it's kind of how you got into this is because your family's estate has been being auctioned off. So you've been aware of where it's been going. I like that. And then, like, you started kind of doing this, so... this like, trading situation with your family's estate originally and, like, made that deal, that... Connection with the land. Imagine the demon blood is probably well controlled. Because uh, yes. it's necessary yes. for the city to survive. So mm-hmm. I imagine it's also probably used to power other things mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I mean we've probably dealt in you know, with blood dealers, we probably dealt with like corpse thieves, you know, whatever people need to power their illicit devices. 
We've dealt with it for a while, I would expect. Uh, Plasm is the uh, the product that powers um, <coughs> all of this based off of uh, demon blood. Like, can you can you dilute it with, like, could we, like, grave rob? You want to cut the product? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, just to, like, so only a little bit's missing, but then you can still charge, like, a high amount so to, like, this like is how the general population to yeah. fuel, like, the light source in their homes. What are we cutting it with, like? Ajax, rat poison. <laughs> Just like regular blood, pig's blood, okay. with elf blood. That's There's plenty yeah. of places yeah. to find blood in the city of Duskfall. That is not going to be a problem. Okay, so we're maybe thinking yeah, of a, uh, a score that involves transporting. It could be uh, some cut plasm. Let's finally come to the, the meat of the game. 